Hey there and hello to all you wonderful people out there and welcome to Flying Chariots, The Rise. Here with us today is author and experiencer Michael Cameron. For the second time, Michael and I recorded an episode before where we talked about his book, High Strangeness, A Lifetime of Alien and Paranormal Encounters. In case you missed this episode, you will find it on our YouTube and on our Spotify channel. And by the way, guys, if you don't have... Uh, already uh, go and hit the subscribe button or else a baby duck will die and we don't want it right we love it <laughs> so go hit the subscribe button hit the like button and share this channel so today michael dustin and myself met again to record another episode on michael's story because it's so intense and complex that it's hard to fit it in just one episode i continue to listen uh, to the audiobook of your book, Michael, and came across an interesting chapter called Angel Hair. And I heard this term before. Yeah. All, I think we all, we all, we, all the UFO guys did. Can you explain what this is all about? What is angel hair? Well, basically, um, the first time I come across this is when I was, you know, a child. Um, I was in uh, the area of London, you know, where I grew up in the schoolhouse. And it was a and, um, you know, normally there's a lot of planes that went over because the airport wasn't very far away from where we lived. And then one day I was out there, I remember, and this substance, there was no there was no plane or nothing like that, but this strange substance like cobwebs fell out of the sky and landed basically over where my house was and the garage roof and onto um, the grass because there was quite a... Um, a a large stretch of grass in the school grounds um, and it fell down. Um, my dad was there and he, he came and had to look at it, but he didn't know what it was, you know. Um, and when he touched it, you know, it kind of, you know, vanished. A little while later, we had these men come down and they were in like, you know, um, biochemical suits, I guess, with gag uh, counters and, you know, um, and they were checking it out. But I, at the time, I never found out what what they found. But, you know, I was wondering later on if they were familiar with this stuff. Um, I don't know. I think they may have just checked it. I don't know if they took anything away. But then, when, you know, when I was doing research later on, I discovered it was called angel hair, you know. That's uh, most commonly associated with various craft in the sky. They said it's not, um, from what I found out, it's not so much associated with the black triangular craft, more of the flying saucer types or um, cigar-shaped types. And it's often found, they say, in places where um, there's been poltergeist activity. So this was the first time I come across it, but apparently it's, it's quite common in a lot of um, encounters with these type of craft. Um, you know, maybe it's something to do with the propulsion systems and how the ship operates. And some people say it's the equivalent... Or it's the same as ectoplasm. We talked to uh, Kai Mücke, which is a well-known medium, goes on worldwide tours. And he also told me about ectoplasm. It was very interesting how it appears and then disappears and leaves nothing behind. That's right, yeah. I, yeah, they, it's the same, yeah. It is um, also associated with that, uh, with this substance that um, channelers, I believe, use. But again, you know, it's the it's the first time that I, I come across it when I was a child. 
yeah, my dad didn't know what it was. Mm. He was quite, you know, uh, confused, didn't know what it was really. But, but it's quite interesting, though. It it disappears and leaves nothing behind, so it's a little bit hard to do research on this stuff. Same with ectoplasm. So, uh, Dustin, a few experiences with uh, the term angel hair? Heard it before? Actually, this is my first time, and oh. this is kind of weird. Yeah, so you're saying it's kind of like the leftover, like the exhaust of a UFO coming by? <clears throat> it's, like that. Yeah, That's pretty it's cool. possible. It's possible, okay. you know. It's only, you know, um, I guess, you know, we're, we're looking at different ways to understand it, but it's possible that it could sure. be part of the propulsion system. It would make sense. Right. Wow, like the chemtrail type shit. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, the chemtrails, yeah. The chemtrails, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, another, that's another thing. That's also <laughs> I think one could talk about. So they say angel hair could be or is, I don't know, uh, ionized air, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting term. Yes. Another chapter in your book is called The Grey Night of Trauma. What happened there? Yeah, this is the one with where I was in the, the school grounds. I um, was meditating at night in the school grounds. I used to go out and, you know, meditate, listen to some music. And, and it's funny because on this particular night, I, I felt like there was something watching me um, from, you know, from above. I couldn't see anything. I mean, sometimes, you know, you could see shooting stars or anything, you know, like that. I thought to myself, it's getting quite late. So I come back to the house. And uh, everyone had gone to bed. And then I was going up the stairs and to go to bed because I was quite tired. Um, but then I had a feeling that I shouldn't go up the stairs. And, you know, to bed, I should just go downstairs and sleep on the sofa. Uh, when I went into the room, um, closed the door, it was quite hot. So I, I didn't, you know, I didn't get undressed. I didn't have a blanket. It wasn't worth it. And at this time, it was getting... It was coming, you know, quite, it was, it was beginning to get a bit light. So uh, we had really thick green curtains drawn across the windows. Um, and I could just see a bit of light coming in through the top of the curtains. But then when I was on the sofa, you know, I was tired and closing my eyes. But then I felt something, something was wrong in the room. You know, it, there was an atmospheric change in the room, like when a, um, when like a spirit is around you, you can feel a change in your energy field. Sometimes it feels hot or cold, or sometimes you get a sensation like someone's touching you, but it, it felt like that. And then when I opened my eyes, I was, you know, paralyzed. So I wasn't able to move because I, I wanted to get up and get out of the room, but I wasn't able to. So I was, I was literally paralyzed, but I could move my eyes. And obviously, when you're paralyzed, then, you know, you, you feel panicky. You feel like, you know, God, you know, how am I going to get out of this? But and it was at that time that, that I felt there was somebody be behind my head, but I couldn't see them. But then I felt my head being pushed back. The impression I got from the hand, it wasn't human, the hand. Then it was at this time that I saw literally one a, a gray creature in front of me. And it was floating towards me. So it's like literally the, you know, what you described as the, what we know now as the greys with the large black eyes. And it had a wand-like instrument in its hand. And it was, not at first it wasn't, it was leaning over me, looking at me with its big black eyes. And I was literally at the time terrified. 
you know I wanted to get away um, and I couldn't couldn't get away I was struggling I wanted to shout out but I wasn't able to say anything so I was almost screaming in my head you know I was trying to get somebody to come down from upstairs to help me but I wasn't able to do that um, and you know it's probably to do with terror really this creature basically put this wand-like instrument into my mouth and it was glowing and I could feel it burning my mouth was my gums were burning I could actually feel the sensation of this the pain and the, the burning feeling and you know at the time I was I wanted you know to be I wanted to kick it or punch it or knock it away but I wasn't able to do that I mean it I was struggling so much. I, you know, I wasn't able to move then. I wasn't I was too exhausted from struggling. And this went on for God knows how long. You know, sometimes a short space of time can seem like a long time when you, you know, when you're struggling or um, trying to break free. Or and the, you know, the sensation of this was it was it, it's it's quite hard for me to deal with. You know, sometimes when I think about it now. It still affects me, the feeling running it in over and over in my head. But then eventually when it did stop, I was able then to see the entity, the creature behind me. So then I could see again, it was another gray. And then when it did stop, I did see when I saw a man standing in the corner watching who was wearing a military uniform. And then later I, I identified the uniform as being from the United States Air Force. So it was an officer's uniform from the United States Air Force. Literally, they vanished. And, you know, the first thing I wanted to do, I wanted to get out of the room. I wanted to see what had happened to my mouth. When I managed to get up to go to the door, I sort of stumbled a little bit, you know, almost like you're, you're drunk or dazed. And then when I eventually got out of the door, I, I ran to where the small toilet is downstairs and first thing I did when turning on the light is looking in the mirror to see, you know, what happened to my mouth. And when I opened my mouth, there was, there was nothing there. There was literally, you know, there was no damage whatsoever. Um, and then after that, I, I just went back upstairs into my room and I literally fell on the floor and went into a deep sleep. And I didn't wake up until hours later, but I still remembered everything that had happened. You know, that one for me was quite terrifying. It's not the last one I had of that, but under different circumstances. Yeah, but that one, that one does play in my mind quite a lot. Wow. You know, it's one that was quite terrifying. I couldn't do anything to stop it. I don't know what the reason was for it. I don't know if the American guy that I see was real or if it was, um, you know, a screen memory. But then if it was a screen memory, why would they use that? So there's a lot there's a lot of things that I'm confused about with that one. Wow. But I don't I don't understand, but it was it was at the time when it was happening, it was terrifying. Hmm. So that that's you know, I would only be about sixteen then. So I say it makes it sound like there's like a federation going on if US soldiers are working with entities and messing with people, that'd be insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, and again, with all the stuff that is coming out lately, it's more realistic. So, 
just a crazy experience. But you know why though? You know this is what our this is what a lot of abductees ask. Why? You know why? Yeah, yeah, why? You know what's the what's the reason? Why? You know why are you taking as a child or a teenager, a young adult, uh, and a mature adult? You know, and it goes on and on. You know what what is it that's different about us to other people? You know, we're not mm -hmm. we're not chosen. We're not special, and we we don't particularly want that attention. Right. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that I didn't, and I didn't ask for it. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Well, what, what you just said right there gave me goosebumps. So, again, that's uh, wow. I mean, in the book, when I write about it in the book, it's more. I would say it's more um, the way I've written it. It's more intense, really. Sure. Because there's a lot. There's a lot more detail. I'm telling you it here, but there's a lot more detail inside the, the book about it. And the fact that they were doing the experiments right there in your bed, they didn't take you anywhere, right? No, 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 no. But yeah. and again, you know what? Then you think to yourself, well, what, what if someone come in the room? Why didn't no one come in the room? But obviously they couldn't hear me sure. screaming. I couldn't get the words out. No. I was screaming in my head. Hmm. Um, but you do, you know, you do wonder what if someone come in? <laughs> what would have happened? <laughs> yeah, so right. It's, weird. It's, it's weird one, yeah. Huh. You talked about this military man you saw. Did you see him more often? It was the first time I see him, you know, with the greys, I guess. But, um, you know, it was the first time I see him. I was quite shocked to see him standing there. But he hadn't said anything or he hadn't done. I didn't, didn't know he was there. It was only when they moved from where they were, the one in front of me and the one at the back of me, they moved to the side. Um, and then it was then I was able to see that there was somebody standing there. Yeah, so he was observing the process. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. He was just standing there, you know. Um, didn't say a word. I didn't see him. I didn't see him interacting at the time with what was going on. I just find that, you know, a little bit odd. You said in the book that um, after this happened, you went to, to look in the mirror what happened. You... you... Uh, looked at your mouth at the inside of your mouth and there was nothing mm. left or no. left no marks no what do you think they did to you well i thought about that over the years um i didn't really think about it at the time um because there was you know a lot of these occurrences were happening quite a lot to me so you know different types of paranormal and i guess abduction related um and they were quite there was quite a few of them in a short space of time going on, you know. But then, you know, later on, like you said, you know, it's a good question what you said, but it's, um, I wonder if it was something put in, some sort of device put in, or it may have been done on the etheric level, you know. It's possible that when I see them doing something, they could have been doing it on the etheric level, even though I was able to feel it. It's possible it, it was um, done that way, but you know, I don't really know, to be fair. I, I can't really answer your question. The only, there's too many possibilities of what it could be. But, you know, for me to say to you, you know, I, I, it's this or it's that, I can't really say. I can only speculate, really, with having more, you know, um, information. I don't have that information, I'm afraid. I can, only, I can only give you what I think it could be. I don't want to say it's that because I don't know. It's going to be one or the other or something entirely different. But, um, it, you know, 
All I know is it was really, really terrifying. You used the term screen memory. I, yeah. had, to, I had to think about this German abductee that I talked to in the German podcast channel. He told us stories about him laying in bed when he was just a young young boy and um, there was um, penguins standing around his bed. It was penguins or mystic <laughs> creatures like, or, or owls and, and stuff like that. And it's often owls. And there's this guy, his name is Mike Cleland, who wrote, yeah, yeah. wrote books about it. Um, and I'm in email contact with him. I hope he gets back to me soon. Did you have experiences with with this kind of stuff too? Did you see owls or, or stuff like that? Actually, I've not seen the owls. The, but the, I was saying to somebody the other day, when I stepped out of here, uh, one in the early hours of the morning, this big owl flew across on the roof and landed <laughs> right in front of me. And it's like huge it was, and right in front of me. And it's just staring at me. But when I walked towards it, it just flew off into the dark and the couldn't see it again you know i'm not saying that's related to that but it's just odd but um but no not i've not had i've not had that experience with the owls but i do know that they are um associated with these type of with this type of phenomena and i know the guy you're talking about who wrote a book about them but i've not um i've not read the book it's one that i'm planning to get it's in my bucket list yeah you know to read it but um yeah i do know what you're talking about but the the thing with the um the screen memories is you know it's believed that the greys take images from the brain from the mind so you know for a child perhaps they might they might show Ansel or Gretel for instance they might show a tree or something like that a tree that opens up they get them to follow follow the grey but the grey is not looking like the grey the grey could be something like a kangaroo or something a friendly one you know like from a cartoon you know from a for a From the perspective of a child, it could be real, yeah. and they will follow that kangaroo into this tree. But then the tree then vanishes, and and it's a ship. Mm -hmm. And it's a good way then to you know it's a good way to draw a child in. But they will take these images, and and even you know it's been it's quite common for the greys with adults to appear to them as a, a relative that's deceased, and and although it may seem you know it may seem crazy sometimes but when you're experiencing this sometimes you don't question how your mind doesn't sort of rationalize it at the time it's only afterwards that your mind begins to think you know hey wait a minute you're not my you know they've they've passed they're dead so can you be here this then shows to me that these creatures are very cunning they're very um insidious deceptive because you know if there were anything but this They wouldn't need to do that, would they? So there's there's definitely an agenda of deception mm. there to draw a child and adult into, you know, I guess to, to be taken. And you know, these the greys don't often want to be seen. They often take you at night. Um, obviously, and it's quite common for them to isolate the person they're interested in. Um, you know, very much a way in a way of controlling you. To me, all these uh, abduction stories, whether it's from you or from other guys that I heard, are so interesting because, and it's so scary sometimes when I, when I hear that because we have these cow mutilations too, and we have uh, they abduct cows too, and sure. usually they they bring them back, but they're dead. 
and mm. without her organs and and no blood and and uh flesh cut out from the face and, and eyes and the anus and stuff like that everything is cut out and that makes it scary for me but most of the time yeah they bring the people back more or less unharmed but um yeah it's scary if you think about these cow mutilations and they they take these cows so they so they they yeah they make a difference between the animals and the in humans obviously i don't know what to think about it when you told me your story and they did something in your mouth and you inside of your mouth it was so strange and then i had to think about uh the pascagoula case with calvin parker i was just thinking that yeah 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 mm, and it's uh, a very famous one isn't it yeah it's yeah. it's 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 not the same but it's yeah it's similar and um I talked to Kelvin Parker too for an interview. It was very interesting. And he, mm. he told the story uh, about this uh, alien lady who had this uh, elongated middle finger and it shafted down his throat <laughs> and it bled. Mm. Obviously she, she did something inside his throat or I, I don't know what she, she was, what she was looking for, but it was very uncomfortable for him and it painful and it, it, it was bleeding. Uh, he said, I also don't know what, what this was for. What, I don't know what she was doing. It's strange. It's so strange, and the fact that you also don't know what happened, and I don't know. I don't know if you had an extra no. since then or something like that. Or, or, but I, but I can imagine if there is something you can see it anyways. I mean, the only thing I can say is that years later on, I did have something that happened to me. Um, I was going to write about that in my second book, which would lead me to suspect that it could be related to that. What happened to me back then? Oh. Um, so, and that would have been considered trace evidence, um, a physical object that was analyzed by um, a UFO investigator. Um, so, it was given. With, without giving too much away yet, they found something and you had it analyzed, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. I heard more stories of people found something on the body and they took it out and, and they tried to analyze it and they, they found out it was some kind of technical device, electronic device, but it's so tiny and small that they just don't know what it could be. So strange, strange. I don't think this is some kind of, because somebody uh, somebody said that, they said maybe it's some kind of tracker so they can, can track you wherever you go. I don't think they, they need to, need a, a tracker, a tracking device to find you. Because they found you before, and they, I think it doesn't matter. They, they, they will find you anyways. I think it's something else, but what could it be? What could it be? It's the big question. Well, you know, we need a, um, a lot more um, investigation in that, into that area, I believe. You know, I think there is a, um, what's his name? Um, Sims, is it? Um, I can't remember his name there. He, he does a lot of um, research into the... Um, you know, into these foreign objects in the body, mm. implants, you know, they're all sims maybe. I don't know. But you're right. We need a lot of more research on that topic. Let's move on. Another very unsettling, yeah, rather unsettling part of your story you told is in uh, chapter 13 and it's called Come With Us. I had flashbacks from that movie um, Poltergeist that I watched back then when I when I also was only a child. I, I watched the, the, the movie Poltergeist. Everything what did you was... think of that? Of the movie? Yeah. Pooh, when I when I watched it as a child or as a yeah, as a child, as a young boy, it 
it traumatized me like really it was really traumatized um I, i didn't expect it to be that scary for me as a child and i watched it when nobody was in the house because my parents didn't allow me to watch it of course <laughs> and then i watched it and, and i but i couldn't turn it off i was so scared i was sitting in corner like in in, in fetal piss position but mm. i but i couldn't stop watching and yeah i was very scared and later when i was a uh, grown up i watched it again a few times and um i don't know i it was it was strange and there's so many mystery going on around that that movie people died that that worked on that movie mysterious stuff happened mysterious yeah. stuff happened on the set and and it's uh, i don't know what to think about it i don't know it's i, they, I thought they did i thought they did their homework on that movie like yeah they didn't, like they really hit every aspect and even getting the mediums involved and like <clears throat> like i love the music it like grabs your soul like you you feel for that That's family right. right like you want them to grab that girl back even in the second one i love how they got the native american guy that's another yeah. aspect of the like the whole like spiritual battle between you know these demons and other things and right, like ghostly yeah. figures no i just great but again there's a lot of mysterious deaths like the that one the main character caroline got this rare disease and died after that third movie that she did the poltergeist and then uh there was bizarre fires that happened on set and then there was <clears throat> that indian native american guy died shortly after making the second one what's crazy with the, isn't it what's with yeah. this poster there was a poster on the wall from the super bowl do you remember do you know what i mean there was some strange uh, thing going on with this poster on on in the on the wall from the from the boys uh room yeah oh okay yeah the maybe i can look it up but what was yeah. your opinion on on this uh, movie, michael because you asked yeah yeah i quite, I quite liked it really uh, like you said i think there's there's been quite a few of these type of movies though where we've had these strange occurrences happen paranormal occurrences happen on the sets or people have mysteriously died you, you know i think it, there was problems you know with the uh with the exorcist oh yeah on, on the oh, yeah, that um and and i think the omen as well omen films oh that's another good one there was, yeah yeah there's problems with them I, you know i'm not sure why that happens <laughs> you know it's um but they seem to be a common occurrence on these type of you know films we'll need extra insurance right you think the energy that's putting into these films of what yeah. the film is about is bringing these dark entities closer to like, oh we're attracted to this stuff <laughs> you know the breakthrough it, it, almost like a doorway of like yeah, yeah it know. could be but but it happens quite a, quite a lot yeah um, for just being you know coincidence there must be something in that well, you know i find out remember the movie the crow with oh, uh, brandon yeah, yeah. lee and he died yeah, on yeah, set yeah. and that's even like yeah. even the movie itself is like dying and coming back with you know revenge sure. and um yeah. just kind of like that's a weird aspect and the fact that his father died the same way so it's kind of like holy like this weird world that we live in it has this weird full yeah circle. with bruce bruce lee eh? <laughs> yeah yeah he died didn't he i think it was his was connected with you know uh his ancestry wasn't it yeah that's very strange stuff yeah but 
Yeah, let, like I said, let's talk about your story. Would you tell us about it? What what happened there? This is the time uh, when I was at the time laying on top of the single bed, the spare bed in my mum's room. I used to go in and talk to her. Um, there was she used to listen to this uh, radio show called the James Whale Show, and he used to speak about you know he's quite controversial, and I think he still is today. <laughs> But he used to speak about the paranormal, and he used to have people on you know not not so much guests but people used to ring in and talk about this type of stuff and my mum used to listen to it um and I used to be on the uh the further on the far side of the room on the single bed um and I should just talk or listen or have a fear my you know thoughts and I remember again at this time I had this feeling again feeling that there was something wrong something or you know again it's this energetic feeling um there's a shift again in the in the atmosphere around you but you're not sure what it is but you can just feel it i guess you know i've always been sensitive to i guess you know electromagnetic frequencies um or you know or just sensitive to those type of energies i remember seeing just outside the windows or above the windows a light that was shining down from above the rooftop so you know it's like pitch black outside um and when i saw this i was i began to i become paralyzed again i wasn't able to move and i could feel i could hear buzzing really loud buzzing sound and ringing in my ears buzzing in my head But the buzzing got so loud that I couldn't hear the radio on the other side of the room. And I remember I actually started to rise up off the bed. And so there was a radio just on the side of the wall. And I was rising, I was moving up off the bed. And I could see everything in the room. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sleeping or anything like that. This was happening in the here and now. And when I got to the sort of top of the radiator i was holding on to this radiator and i could feel this force trying to push me or move me from the bed and obviously i'm again you know it's quite terrifying and you know i didn't want to go i could feel my body becoming really hot my heart was pounding and i was looking over and i could see my mum, and she was in the bed she was still awake but she was perfectly still um And this, whatever it was, it was trying to, I felt it was trying to move me towards the windows. In my head, I was saying that I wasn't, I, I didn't want to go. You know, I wasn't ready. I didn't want to go. But the moment I said that is that when I sort of fell quite hard down onto the bed from the radiator height. And when I could, the, the light disappeared from where I could see it at the time, um, from under the windows. Um, and then when I could, I got off up the bed and, you know, got to the windows and wanted to see if I could see whatever it was. So I pulled the curtain, you know, to the side and I looked out and up into the sky, but I couldn't see anything at all. You know, I was looking around. It was just pitch black, you know. Um, and then I remember I just went back to the bedroom and lay back down on the bed and I did. I didn't. The odd thing about it is, I didn't even say nothing to my mom, and she didn't say nothing to me, um, and just went off into a sleep. But late. But the next day, I did mention it to my mom. 
and I did ask her, and she saw the light. Um, and but she she said she couldn't move, and it felt like she was being told, you know, don't worry about it, just go to sleep. Um, but, but that was, you know, that was quite a terrifying one as well, because it it just felt like I was being forced to to be moved from the bed, God knows where, to the window. It's difficult to say, really, but I, but I, yeah, that's one that I do remember quite vividly. But again, you know, it's becoming a question mark. It's always a question mark. There's never no real answer to why it happens. You know, or, you know, it's just not. It's just, I, you haven't got no answer, really. I haven't got the answer. I've just, you know, I've recorded it in my book um, as an, something that's happened. But again, I don't know why. I, you know, I wish someone would tell me, but I don't know. I haven't got the answer. I, I can, you know, I can play it around in my head a thousand times, but I still don't have an answer. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, of course, you don't you don't have an answer because it could be could be anything, and it's yeah. But it but it's hard to not think about uh, the question why and it's always going to be there. You know, the question the question mark is always going to be there, and I think it is for every single person who has these experiences or any paranormal experiences that they can't explain um you know why what do you want basically and you know when it happens what happens to you and sometimes i think i think you know you wonder sometimes if you're ever going to come back and you know that it's quite i mean it's quite frightening in that way because sure. like i said to you um you know, Daniel, that the, you, you know, I have to, I can't turn my light off at night. You know, I'm a, I'm a grown man and I still can't <clears throat> turn the light off. You know, sometimes I want to, but I, it's too, you know, I have panic attacks. Um, mm. And I, I mean, there have been times when I've tried to turn the light off and I have, and, and things have happened. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and it's, I guess sometimes you do feel, you know, maybe you won't come back. It's a possibility, but it could also be just my fear. But, sure. but you know, from considering what's happened to me in my past and now, and and from many other people, well, it must be something that plays in their mind. And 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 it's difficult to explain to people. You know, it's you know, who the hell do you tell? Even in the UFO community, I find it difficult to tell people because it's. It's 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 hard to um, wrap your mind around all that. But in all the years these things happened happened to you, was there not the slightest hint why or 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 a message or or something why they doing this to you? It's no. so strange. This is so strange. And it's taking a psychological toll on you, man. Like you're torn up already. You're tearing up about how you're expressing. Dude, and yeah, you don't know if you're coming back, especially if this is physically happening to you where you're actually feeling shit and pain and you're running to your to the mirror to see if you're okay. And like this, yeah, psychological, dude. Yeah, I definitely feel your pain. I'm sorry it's... for your stress, dude. That's, it's, and we're here, we're here to help too, to, if it helps yeah, you yeah. to express what you're feeling and stuff. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. It it does. It's just I think it's the hardest part of it. It's it's you know you you're um 
you know, it's taken me this long to write this stuff down in the book, but it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, um, you know, over the years, you, you can't, it's difficult to trust people. Sure. And it's, well, we're, we're, and, you know, we're in your the, corner. So that, that's, <laughs> that's not their, that's not their fault. It's just that people sure. don't understand, but, um, and you know, then you've got the, the tabloids that really kill it. Sure. And you know, for everybody that's had these experiences, this is why it's so important for them to have, I guess, disclosure, because yeah. at least they can, you know, feel a bit normal. Sure. It's, you know, and as I was saying to uh, Daniel, um, you know, the other the other night, it's it's people are fright, frightened of you as well. You know, I've had many occasions when people like you know they begin to understand or or learn about that side of me and you know they think it's going to happen to them mm. but as i was saying to daniel it doesn't work like that but they sure. don't know that so right. it's, it's difficult and i think we all go for it you know people that have had experiences in the paranormal they go for it who the hell are they going to tell mm. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's difficult you know they either get ridiculed or you know people just think they're lying or fantasizing and, and it's difficult because it's still not out there yet in you know in the public eye that that it's you know that it's accepted we're still not there yet and it's you know i I mean i had this with my family at the time my brothers you know they had experiences and at some point you know i guess they didn't want to know about it and if i was talking about it you know i was ridiculed by them even though Mm. they knew you know things were happening it's as i was saying to daniel it's harder when it's your own family, the knife cuts a little bit more deeper yeah. than if it's if it's strangers, because you you know, to some degree you you want them, you know, you want them to support you, and when you don't sure. get that support, it's quite lonely. Um, you know, you're always alone with this. So in my book, as I explain, I'm living two lives, and I think a lot of abductees do. Even you know, again, people, you know, we're not separating the two, the paranormal and um, you know, the alien abduction and the craft, they're, they're all kind of interconnected, aren't they? So anyone who's, who has these experiences, whether you're someone like me who's had them since childhood or you're somebody who's just having them now, it's going to be quite, for a lot of people, it's quite frightening. And it's, you know, in some ways we're a little bit lucky because we've got you guys on the podcasts that we can share it with, we can talk to. And, you know, we've got the communities that are quite supportive, aren't they, of each other? And you know, and they should be, you know, yeah. there shouldn't be, there should be that support for each other. But there's a lot more that in in the UK we don't have much really in regards to, you know, like um, support groups for, you know, for abductees, I guess. But in the United yeah. States, you've got a lot more going on in the United States. Um, yeah. But here, we we did have some, um, I would say, like decades ago. But these were like run by people in their own time. Um, sometimes it might have been difficult for people to get to because of work and other commitments, or it might have been money. But now these are gone, but you don't you don't really have anything here. In the UK, it's literally zero. You know, actually, there's a woman named Joanna Summerscales from the UK that me and her have done things together and sharing my photos. And she has a podcast that has a pretty, pretty big following too. And she deals with people who are abduct- abductees, yeah. contactees, and she that's that's her that's her that's her stitch. So, uh, I can introduce you guys if you like. 
Uh, I, 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 do, I do know her. Oh, you do? I know okay. you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she's really, really awesome. You know, super nice. And she's very supportive with uh, people like you. So, yeah, if you ever want to get on her platform, let me know. Because, or actually, we're going to have her on here with us, if you like, the four-way talk in the future. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. I mean, uh, the, what I was going to say is that one of the things in the future that I'm going to do is set up a support group. Yeah. Really? Um, and I'll do this, yeah, I'll do this in Glastonbury in Somerset. Oh, cool. Um, so, um, but the trouble with that is, is finding genuine people, yeah. you know, to come forward because, you know, otherwise you, you got you got to be careful as well. Sure. Are you in contact with other abductees from your region not really no uh, where i live it's you know again you know these people don't really you know uh, they're not on show a lot of the time you know you could come into you you know you could be working with somebody who could be an abductee you know, i just want to tell you yeah. you know but the more and more people discuss it and it's out in the open the more chances that people will feel more um, more secure in coming out is i guess for a lot of people it's the ridicule um, it, you know, it's hard when you're, you know, when you're when you're an authentic abduction, when you're being abducted, and you're, you know, or anything else, and you know, people don't believe you, or you you're laughed at, or it, it's quite difficult. I mean, I've had all, all that all my life, you know. It, it that it's not that that bothers me really much now. It's just I think it's because I've been isolated for it isolated for so long with it it's always being in my head it, it, it's sometimes difficult to articulate to others because you for a long time you've not had the opportunity to speak about it you're being alone with it you know it, it's just something that happens and and you know tough luck really so it's so you know when i'm talking here it, it can be difficult you know um because it's sometimes it's hard to talk about because it's you know it's hard to express those emotions from what happened yeah um, and um and whoever is doing this to you and this is why it's so easy for them to do this to you because when you go out and tell people about it majority of people is laughing about it and joking about it yeah I'm, i mean i'm quite you know discerning now who i talk to I go basically with my intuition and how I feel for that person's energy. Well, sometimes, you know, a good way to do it is to bring up something small in the conversation to see how the person will react. You know, you could do it that way. And then, you know, if it goes the other way, you don't have to say no more. So that, you know, so anyone who does that, that's, I think that's the best way to approach it. But in some ways, the way we're going forward now in society, there's a lot more, I see a lot more groups popping up um you know in various uh, areas of the eye strangeness and more and more people were talking about it and now you know with what's happening in the united states a congress with the whistleblowers that's obviously a good thing because if people more people will see a bit see it maybe just people in cafes or something open up and say oh you know what what about that and then that could prompt someone then to say something they might feel more secure so the more we get it out there and the more we spread it out into the population it's not so much people in the communities it's more people in the general public that have you know that have had 
for so long now, you know, they've had the newspapers ridiculing it. They're reading this, and, you know, being programmed, I guess, to, to believe that. So the more we can make it subjective, normal, and, you know, under scientific scrutiny, and obviously have these, again, you know, um, like you were saying, Daniel, you know, these higher profile people from, you know, from the military uh, talking about it, it's it's um it, it'll make it easier for people to talk about it. They won't you know they won't feel like they they need to hide it or be ridiculed. And there's probably a lot more people out there that have not come forward yet. You know, in 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 various places around the world, there's probably you know hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people that have had all these experiences. You know, and it might if that you know if one or two come forward. So I think that's I think we're going the right way, and people shouldn't have to deal with this alone they should be able to talk about it without feeling fear of being judged or ridiculed or you know and it's not it's not easy when that happens it's, it's, it's not it's, it's really a it's really a horrible thing to to have to deal with you're dealing with that and then you're dealing with that and it, it all it does is it just makes you clam up you just don't want to talk about it you just deal with it in in private